I don't offer hospital indemnity plans to my clients because, wait for it, Welcome to the Medicare Marketing and Sales Podcast. We give mediocre Medicare advice to insurance agents. I'm your host, Mike Catorna, and offering hospital indemnity plans should be a no-brainer. It's listed on the scope of appointment form. Many plans out there have guaranteed issue periods, so there's no underwriting. If there is underwriting, it's typically pretty scaled down and simple. And for many carriers, a basic plan is less than 30 bucks a month. So why not offer them? And I usually usually get silence at this point, or I get the lame excuse of my clients may not buy it. Okay, good. If you're not hearing no, then you're not doing your job. You have products your clients will not want. I take that back. Maybe there are a few people who will buy whatever you're selling, and that's great. But let's focus on the regular people here. Many people, I would say most people, excuse me, want to know their options. And that's what, essentially what you do as an insurance agent. As an insurance agent, you're there to show them their options and to help them build a health care package that works for them. You can't do that if they don't know their options. There is no one size fits all. Some people will take advantage of a hospital indemnity plan. Others will not. Some will buy short-term care. Others will not, which is coming in future episodes. Some will want extra dental. Some won't. But you know what? It's not your job to decide what they need. It's your job to show them their options and help guide them. That's it. So if you're not showing them their options, you are truly doing your clients and prospects a disservice. I'll say it again. If you're not showing your clients and prospects their options, you're truly doing them a disservice. Because when I buy something, I like to know my options. Even if I don't want it, I want the option to choose. And so do your clients. So how do you offer a hostile indemnity? Well, glad you asked because we're going to talk about that right now. Now we're going to focus on Medicare Advantage plans because that's typically what hospital indemnity plans are paired with. Yes, you can pair them with other lines of coverage, ACA, group, veterans, whatever, because most of them are indemnity style plans where something happens, they, you send in claim, they pay a claim, it's over, doesn't matter what coverage they have. And high deductible subs and even regular subs can work with this, but the majority of the time we're talking about Medicare Advantage. So let's dive into that. During the, well, first I, you plant the seed and Medicare's planned the seed for you by putting you on the scope. So you can kind of talk about it a little bit at the scope and say, you know, we're going to review a hospital benefit that can offset or even eliminate your hospital copays. Oh, great. I want to hear about that, your client may be thinking. Or maybe they're thinking, I don't want that. Either way, they need to, they deserve to know their options. So during the summary benefit review, you're and they're going, your hospital copayment will be, let's say, $250 a day, days one through five. After that, you're covered 100%. Now, there is a hospital copay, or excuse me, the hospital benefit that can offset some or all these costs. I'll show you that at the end, okay? And 99.9% of the time, the client's going to say, okay. And then at the end of the summary of benefits, you can say, look, here are the three most common options that my clients pick from. The first one is having this Medicare plan with full copayments at you know, $0 a month or zero premium. 
Now, a lot of my clients choose to add that hospital benefit I mentioned earlier, and that will give you $300 per day you're in the hospital for up to six days and give you an extra $250 for ambulance, and that will run you about $28 a month. And the third option, which some of my clients choose, will be all that, plus they add a cancer benefit that will give you $10,000 or whatever number you pick in there, if you're diagnosed with cancer, to offset your chemotherapy costs, which can add up really quick, and they'll run you about $50 a month. And all this can start on October 1st or January 1st or whatever it is, which sounds best for you. And you let them pick. Simple as that. Now, of course, the structure of your offering can change depending on your client's needs and concerns and your fact-finding, but that's a usual offering I would say about 80 to 90% of my clients got. And once they pick a plan, you're off to the apps. Now, you gave your clients options, including having MA by itself. Was this high pressure? No. Was it educational? Yeah, if you offered it as such. So it's simple as that. That's it. You can make it as complex as you want it, but the more complex you make something, the more you invite confusion and confused minds don't buy. So keep it nice and simple. If your clients have questions on how it works, they'll ask. And when you're going through the application for the hospital indemnity plan, you can go into a little more detail on how it works. And you did notice that I added the ambulance rider in there because for most HIP plans, the ambulance rider is separate, but I add it because as I tell my clients, you know, if you're going to go to the hospital, you're probably going to take an ambulance and not a you know, Uber or a Lyft, right? So I just added in there, typically about four or five bucks a month as a rider. So here's some other tips that you could use when offering hospital indemnity. First and foremost, ballpark high. If your clients are, are okay with $30 a month, but the quote comes in at 25, your clients will be happy that the policy is actually less than they anticipated. If it's higher though, you may give them a, a reason to second guess the coverage. So quote a little high, and then when you actually give them the actual premium, they may be a little happier and kind of reinforce their decision to move forward. Second thing is, do if you're doing a per day benefit, like $300 a day or $400 a day, whatever it is, add about $50 to $100 more than their copayment is. So like the example I gave, it was $250 a day, days one through five. I quote at 300 because I want them to have a little extra money. I've never had a client say, oh my gosh, I got too much money from my insurance company. Yeah, they'll be happy to have a couple extra dollars. Maybe they can use it for co-pays for additional doctor visits, maybe any extra prescriptions they have. But I'd rather have them too much money than not enough. So I, I give a little bit of padding in the per-day hospitalization. Another method I just learned about recently from an agent was front-loading the policy, as I call it. So what they were doing, they were taking the policy, the minimum days was three days, but they were maxing out the benefit. So in this case, it was $600. So they did a three-day benefit at $600 per day. And that way, if they went to the hospital, they were getting a lot more money. So if they stayed five, six, seven days, they were covered if they're co-pays were less than $1,800. But his philosophy was, look, a lot of my clients are going to the hospital and not staying very long, and I'd rather them have too much money coming in than not enough. 
And I ran the quotes and it was about $5 more to do that than doing like a $300 per day. So if you want this to be truly a, a hospital indemnity plan that's going to stick around and stay with your clients, guess what? Regardless of what MA plan they have, that's a pretty smart way of doing it. So kudos to that agent that told me about that and something to consider according to your clients and say, hey, you go to the hospital for three days, you're getting $1,800 and you could use it to pay whatever you want. And last but not least, and this goes for all ancillary products, is don't take rejection personally, right? When you're buying something and they offer you something additional, do you get mad? Do you flip a table? Are you just like, forget it, I'm not buying anything because you offer me an extended warranty or you offer me cheese on my hamburger or whatever it is? No, you simply say no and move on. Now, the telling part is what happens next? Does the salesperson say, great, you know it's an option. If something changes, let me know. And then they move on. Or they turn to high pressure like, I'm going to get you to buy this. So that's where people get really nervous, in my opinion, on offering ancillary products is because they think they need to be high pressure. No, you show them it exists. They say no. You say, great. If something changes down the road, let me know. Otherwise, and you just move on to the appointment because the client's going to think, okay, they're going to try and sell me something. I'm going to put my guard up and, oh, it's over. Okay. So you may be thinking it's a huge deal, but the client, as long as you're not making a high pressure, we'll just move on with you. You are setting the tone for the appointment in most cases. So it's up to you to keep it nice, civil, easy, and low pressure. If you do that, your clients will walk down the healthcare path with you. Take your suggestions with more weight. Consider what you're saying a little more. And if their situation does change in the future, they know they can turn to you for that coverage or questions. That's it. If you start doing that, your next appointment, you're going to find more people will be interested in hospital indemnity plans and you'll start to offer more. And the ones that don't buy, at least know they have the option so they can't come back to you and say, you didn't tell me about this. How dare you? So check those out. Uh, Use this, make your own script. And until next time, I think next time we're talking about final expense, have fun, make money, and give impeccable service.